Psalms 18, verse number 6 through 11, and then we'll jump down and read number 28. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills were moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth, devoured coals and were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness, everybody say darkness, was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly, yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. Everybody read this part with me. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Now jump down with me to verse number 28. For thou wilt light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. I want to preach to you discerning darkness. Discerning darkness. Amen. One more time. Could we lift our hands and our heads toward heaven? And would you lift your voices and just pray with authority? Somebody put the name of Jesus over this service. Anybody here Wednesday night? Somebody put the name of Jesus over this service. By the authority of the name of Jesus. Lord, I first and foremost ask that you would anoint this vessel from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I need your help, Lord. I need your anointing, Lord. Pray that every word that comes out of my mouth would be authored and ordained and anointed by you, that the anointing would break every yoke, break every chain, God, that it would cut through the hearts of those that need it, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that every distraction would leave, God. I pray that every stronghold, every principality, every power, any bit of darkness that would be in this place under the authority of the name of Jesus, I apply the name over this service. I apply the name over everybody that's in here, God. Let the spirit of revelation flow. I pray an unleashing of the gifts of the spirit, God. In the name of Jesus, speak through me, Holy Ghost. Speak through me, Holy Ghost. Speak through me, Holy Ghost. God, I want there to be deliverance in this place. If they need the gift of the Holy Ghost, fill them. If they need a miracle let it happen today in Jesus name in Jesus name one more time let's clap our hands let's rejoice let's shout somebody shout in this place somebody shout Jesus somebody shout Jesus Jesus hallelujah 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 You may be seated, but I'm asking you not to get comfortable today. I want you to preach with me. I want you to know today that my God is a great and mighty deliverer. My God is a great and mighty deliverer. He stands infinite with all wisdom, glory, and power. He stands as the one who defeated death, hell, and the grave. He stands 
begins as the one who can uh, break the chains of addiction off of your life. He stands as the one who can uh, take depression off of your mind. He stands as the one when you feel lonely and there is no hope. He is the friend that sticketh closer than any brother. He will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. Because my God, your God, manifested in the flesh with the name of Jesus is a mighty and all-powerful, omnipotent, omniscient God. It does not matter the battle. It does not matter the affliction. Visitor, if you are here today and you have tried everything else in the world, you've tried every AA meeting, you've talked to every friend, you've talked to every elder, you've went to every Catholic church and explained to them your sins, you've done everything that you know to do. Let me tell you something. One experience in a God-breathed Holy Ghost experience atmosphere will shift your life, will change you. Well, I wish I had some people that have had that experience that would agree with me for just a moment. It does not matter what you've walked into this place with. It does not matter what you're fighting against. It does not matter if you're divorced. It does not matter if you are strung out on alcohol, drugs, it does not matter what it is. He is a God that is not a respecter of persons. He is a God that is not a respecter of persons. Look around at some of these justified, sanctified folks. If you only knew what they were before God got a hold of them, they probably looked worse off than you did. They were strung out on drugs. They had no hope. They had come on somebody but when God shows up, I think sometimes we need to remember where we were without God. We don't need to dwell in it, but every now and then we need to look in the rearview mirror and say, had it not been for God, had it not been for the blood, had it not been for Calvary, had it not been for those nail-scarred hands, had it not been for the nail-scarred feet, had it not been for the crown of thorns, my mind would have sent me into oblivion a long, long, long time ago. But because I serve a Jesus, who took the crown of thorns and became the dominion over my mind. Those thoughts have no rule over you because Jesus does. Uh, if you're sick in this place, he said by his stripes, you are healed. I want you to know today, visitor, saint of God, if you're sick in body, he didn't just take the stripes just to take them, but he did it so that he could stand and say, by my stripes, by my stripes, you are healed. He did it so you could have freedom. He did it so, my God, he's a deliverer. He's a way maker. He's a healer. He is everything to all people at all times.
times, in any situation, in any moment. What I love more than anything is, I don't even just have to be in the house of God to fill him. I can be getting groceries at Albertsons or at Vaughn's and be pushing my cart and I can feel his presence. I can be walking down in an airport and the Holy Ghost can overcome me. It does not matter because he's omnipresent. This is a God that can deliver you anywhere at any time because he's a great God. I don't know why I even feel like saying this. I wasn't going to. Took me 18 hours to get home uh, uh, to my dad's installation service for Friday night. I I was in the airport and traveling altogether of 18 hours Thursday. Didn't think I was ever going to get there. Got there, went straight to sleep, woke up, worked all day with my family, had church, went, drove straight to the airport right after church and got on the airplane and flew home early yesterday morning and I got to the room last night and loneliness overcame me. I was watching their service and I'm not asking for a pity party because I've got Jesus and that's all I need. But but I was sitting in that room and I watched as my brothers got to be around my dad and, and my and my mom and, and I watched as they got to be together in that moment. And I'm not going to lie, I got a little depressed, I got a little sad but the presence of God came into my room and I began to pray and I began to feel the Shekinah usher in to that room and I said I may not be with my family, but I'm with my friend that sticketh closer than any brother. You may feel lonely in this place today, saint of God, visitor, but if you can just get a hold of Jesus, you better hear this young man. He's got it all in his hand. If he can hold the world, how much more does he think about you? If he knows the name of every star, how much more does he think about you? If he knows the hairs on your head and has them numbered how much more does he worry about you you're not alone you're not a nothing and a nobody God's got you in control God sees you God loves you in the darkest moments of your life that's when God shines the brightest Jeremiah 10, 12 says he has the power to speak the worlds into existence. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. God speaks and sound waves don't just travel through space, but they literally create it. Light waves defeat darkness at a rate of 186,000 miles per second. Less than a century ago, the prevailing opinion in cosmology was that the Milky Way galaxy was the sum total of the universe. 19th century Austrian physicist Christian Doppler had theorized an expanding universe, but there wasn't much tangible evidence to back up his belief. And an astronomer by the name of Edwin Hubble spied several spiral nebulae that were far too distant to be a part of the Milky Way galaxy. In 1925, this was an astronomical paradigm shift because what that said was the original, let there be light, did not stop when God spoke it. But in a galaxy far, far away, light is still being created. Because in the beginning, God said, let there be. And not only was there, there still is. 
so if there is a God that can do something like that and speak a word way, way back then, and it is still creating in the atmosphere today, you better hear me every word from God. Everything God spoke, everything God said, it's not falling by the wayside. But if God said it, if it's a word from the Almighty and the Omnipotent, you better hear me today. If God said it, if he said he would never leave you nor forsake you, you just better believe to me, Saint of God, visitor, God won't leave you nor will he forsake you. If he said he's a healer and your body's not healed yet, you better hear me, Saint of God or visitor. It's going to happen because if God said it, if he cares enough to still be creating light, if he cares enough to still be doing things as minute as that, how much more? I'm about tired of this woe is me attitude. You are not a woe is me saint of God. You're a child of the most high king. You've got something on your side that nothing can come against and nothing can stop you. The name. The name. In my text, David, a man after God's own heart, was seeking, praying, asking God for deliverance. Asking God to help him. Asking God to be there for him. As a matter of fact, in verses 2 of my text, it says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. David knew what to do in his time of struggle. David knew what to do in his time of hurt. He hit his knee and begun to pray. He begun to call upon the Lord. And God saw David in his time of need. God saw David in his time of hurt. And his answer was not exactly what they were expecting. Psalms 18 verses 9 and 11 says he bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. David asked for deliverance. David asked for help. David asked for reassurance and got sent in darkness. David asked for deliverance and got sent darkness. The Bible says he came in darkness and made it his pavilion. That means God came and rested in the darkness. And my message to you today is discerning the darkness discerning the darkness i ask for hope 
and I was sent depression. I asked for reassurance, and I was sent discouragement. I asked for financial help, and I was sent the electric bill. I don't understand what in the world is going on. I ask for breakthrough, and I wake up broken. Somebody needs to send the Lord some hearing aids, because every time I ask for something, it seems like the complete opposite shows up. I'm fixing to preach to (laughs) y'all. But here's what we've got to understand. We've got to discern the darkness. We've got to discern what God is trying to do. I don't always understand why God chooses to grace us with the darkness. And I said grace right. Grace us with the darkness in the moments that we're praying for deliverance. But let me just remind God's people, beyond what you can see, beyond the wall of calamity, beyond the wall of sickness and heartache, beyond the wall of hurt beyond the wall of what you thought there would be no hope there is a God that is waiting to step on the scene right on time He told David, for thou, David said, for thou will light my candle. The Lord will enlighten my darkness. The word enlighten means to illuminate. He will literally step in the scene. And as you turn a light switch off and on, God will say, now, boom, there's the light. I was right next to you the whole time. I never left you, David. I never forsook you, David. I never left you hung out to dry, David. I never left you to die, David. I was just beyond your perception. Some of us in this place need to realize the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is resting one step beyond what you can see. He's resting one step beyond what you can fathom. Visitor, I know it's hard, but if you can just hold on, there's a God that's in this place that is willing to show up and show out and be your help. Saint of God, I know you've been holding on for a long time, but you ready? hear me in the Holy Ghost the light has come on over life church and you have seen the glory and the splendor of the almighty the Shekinah glory of God has gifted this place can we just lift our hands and pray for just a moment Ah, 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Then God said, some of you are in the darkest moments of your life. Some of you haven't even moved since I got here or made an advancement toward the altar because you are so caught up in what you're going through. My God, I'm in the Holy Ghost. Some of you need to hear me today. Before God could ever move, he had to mask something in darkness so that he could put into place, so that he could set things where they needed to be set. Before God said, the spirit moved. What you don't even realize is, in the middle of everything that happened and is happening, the spirit of God has been weaving through your situation. Setting things into place, putting things into motion, things you could not fathom unless it was dark. But now that the light has turned on, you are going to say, look what the Lord has done. We can barely even fit five more people in this church this Sunday. And that won't be long before that's Wednesday night. And it won't be long for you got to have two services on Sunday because what you could not perceive in the darkness God's spirit was putting things into place God's spirit was laying the foundation of the greatest move you've ever seen Some of the key people in this church have been going through more hell than you can, my God. Some of the pillars, some of the pillars in this church, you don't even know why God has allowed things to happen. But you hear me in the Holy Ghost. The Spirit has been doing some things on your behalf. Because now that the light is on, you're about to be the greatest help you've ever been to this man and this woman of God. What's about to happen in Monrovia, West Covina, and Pasadena, they're going to need some great help. And God had to do some things in your life to set you up to be the greatest help you could be for your shepherd and your shepherd's wife. He's making you better in your brokenness. He's building you in your bitterness. He's strengthening you in your stress. Hey, Samson, is that prison weary? You have no idea. Is that prison dark? Well, yeah, they plucked my eyes out. I can't see nothing. How be it? He didn't even know the hair was growing. He couldn't look in the mirror and say, my hair's coming back. How be it? The hair on his head begun to grow because in the darkness God has been aligning some things for you to put your hands on some pillars and do more in this season than you've done the entire time you've been here. Put his eyes out. How be it the hair on his head begin to grow? 
He had no hope, albeit the hair on his head began to grow. The enemy didn't even believe your secret was your secret. If he did, they would have been sitting there with the razor shaving it nonstop. But the fact of the matter is, the hair on his head begun to grow. And there's something taking place in this area and in this church right now. My God, have mercy on my way here, driving. I pointed just to every neighborhood on the street. I said, I claim you for life, church, in the name of Jesus. And I'm not just saying that to get a response. I'm saying that because the light has turned on. And there's about to be a shockwave. There has already been a shockwave. So my God have mercy. Somebody needs to hear me. The light has turned on. The shadow has been removed. The S-O-N is now being magnified in this area. He's making you better in your darkness. He's making you better in your darkness. Exodus 20, 21, and the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. Deuteronomy 5, 22, these words the Lord spake unto you and all the assembly in the mount of the midst of the fire of the cloud and of the thick darkness. That's where the Lord spoke. And it came to pass when you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness. That's where the Lord spoke. Then, said, then spake Solomon, and the Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. What you don't even know is it was in the darkness. God was speaking. God was setting things into motion. Because now you're better and you're stronger than you ever were before. I need my coat, and I need somebody to come help me. Psalms 91 and 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, so earlier, darkness meant secret place. So I'm just going to say in this text, this meant he that dwelleth in the darkness shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So what you don't even realize is, when you were going through the darkness with the shadow, under, with the Almighty, when you come out, his shadow is now going to hover over you. And it's going to be the protecting factor that doesn't let anything come into this area, come into this church, come into your family, come into... You are... You had to deal with some darkness because now God said, I'm going to put you underneath my shadow. Hell itself will not be able to touch this assembly in this season. Somebody needs to hear me. The things you're going through, it's over. The darkness is over. The shadow has been removed. And now God has tucked you underneath him and he He's going to walk with you. He's going to travel with you. He's going to keep you. He's going to protect you. He's going to say, you can't touch him. My hedge is on him. My Hey, Job, did the hedge have to be removed before God could touch, before the devil could touch you? Yeah, the hedge has now been put back, and the devil may travel to and fro, but the hedge ain't going nowhere in this season. You are protected by the hedge of the Almighty God. 
Job 12, 22, he discovereth deep things out of the darkness to bringeth out to light the shadow of death. The hell you went through, not only are you now protected, not only has the hedge been placed over you, but now out of the shadow of death, out of the darkness, out of the hell, God has now said, you will be the light to walk into the shadow of death. It's not going to be for another church. It's not going to be for another season. It's not going to be for another people. God has ordained this church, this man and woman of God, to lead you into the shadow of death, covered by the light of the almighty God. said they discovered deep things out of the darkness while the spirit was working when all hell was breaking loose while the spirit was working while everything was happening you were discovering deep things out of the darkness and now you are the light of the shadow of death you hear me West Covina you hear me Pasadena you hear me Inland Empire the light of your area is right here. You hear me, prince of this area. You hear me, lost of this area. You hear me, drug addicts. You hear me, alcoholics. The light's coming. The light's coming. The light's coming. You made it through the darkness. And now what you thought was used to destroy you will be the implication of revival. I wish I had a flashlight and we could turn all the lights on. I'd give you guys a good example of what it's about to look like in this area. This area is tough. But God has equipped you in the darkness. God has equipped you in the times of calamity to now be the light of the shadow of death. As a matter of fact, there are going to be people walk up to you and say, what's different about you? I go to Life Church, and I've got the light that you're looking for. Soul winning. Soul winning is no longer an option. It's now a lifestyle. Because God didn't bring you out of the darkness to be in the status quo. He brought you out of the darkness to be the light of the shadow of death. Everything has a line for this time and for this moment. But the Lord spoke to me last night. The shadow has moved off. And this church is now about to be, not about to be, this church is the radiating glory 
You are the radiating glory. Everybody just lift your hands. There's a move of the Spirit right here. By the authority of the name of Jesus, I command anything that is coming against their minds to be gone right now. By the authority of the name of Jesus, I speak a freedom and a liberty that they would walk through. By the authority of the name of Jesus, a supernatural breakthrough that would run through this place right now. That everybody in this place, by the authority of the name... Let it happen right now, Holy Ghost. Break every chain. Heal every sickness. If they need the gift of the Holy Ghost, receive it in the name of Jesus. By the authority of the name, let it happen right now. Everybody, I would like for you to come to the front. Everybody, if you would do me the honor of please, not one person being in the pew. Everybody come to the front. Unless you are physically not able, I understand. And even though I would like for you to come sit on one of these front rows, have somebody help you come up. Everybody come to the front. Come on, media team. Everybody, if you're in ministry, I want you to gather. Sister Brown, your family, would you guys come stand right up here in the front? This is for everybody. But And if you're in the ministry team, I want you to get behind your, your pastor and your first lady and their family. Come on, minister team. You're recognized by your pastor. I want you to get behind him. It's about to be a demonstration of the spirit that takes place right now. Some of you already feel the undercurrent. If you feel it, just go ahead and start praying in the spirit. Ministry team, I just want you to extend your hand towards your pastor, your first lady, and their family. And I just want you to just intercede and pray on their behalf right now. Church, extend your hand towards your pastor and their family right now.